Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, welcome back to the off-menu live tour show episode bonuses. And this is the second of our Bristol Hippodrome residency episodes. Residencies, yeah. Yeah. Uh, It was recorded at the Bristol Hippodrome on the 12th of October 2023 with our brilliant guest, John Robbins. John Robbins. We love John Robbins so much. Very excited to hear. We'd already had Ellis James. We'd already had Ellis James. Time to complete the set. That's what you have to do. If you want to get John, yeah. you have to put up with Ellis first. Yeah, it's the package deal. Yeah, yeah. So luckily, it came good, and we got what we wanted out of the deal. Yes, we did. And we got John. We got Bobbins. Yeah. Uh, there's callbacks, as always, to the first half. Please don't worry about that. Don't get your knickers in a twist. Don't worry about it. And the audience on the night, as a secret ingredient for John, chose baked beans. Baked beans, which is quite a big, it's quite a big secret ingredient. The musical fruit. So, you know, John likes music. John likes music. John has a very good routine about farting. So who yeah. who knows? What will John say? I mean, we know we were there. Yeah, we, uh, we know. We yes. Were there. This is the off-menu menu live of John Robbins. John Robbins. Welcome to the off-menu podcast, taking the lasagna sheets of humour, pouring over the bolognese sauce of the internet adding the bechamel of friendship and creating a podcast lasagna, which is a fucking pie, unlike the ones in pubs! That is Ed Gamble. My name is James A. Castor. Together we own a dream restaurant, and every single week we invite a guest in to choose their favourite ever start a main course, dessert, side dish, and drink. Not in that order. And this week, our guest is... John Robbins! Very exciting. Very excited to finally have John on the podcast. It's a long time coming. We cannot wait to hear John's uh, choices. You all know the secret ingredient already. Keep that in your heads. But for now, here it is. The off-menu menu of John Robin. Well, it's our first, of, of course, I should have known, the first live guest to bring a printout of his menu with him. Yes, I d- did it on my uh, laptop and it's all centre aligned like a proper menu. <laughs> sorry. I, sp- oh, sorry, yeah. Has he done we, a guff? We, we, can't, <laughs> we can't start now, sorry. Is that what? Yes. 
Because James is a genie, so we can't... He needs to make his proper entrance. Um, ah. John, feel free if you, if you want to rub the lamp, otherwise the audience can rub the lamp with their minds. Would you, would you like to physically rub the lamp, or should we leave that up to the audience's minds? I, I'd quite like to physically rub the lamp. OK, well, please, you're most welcome to physically rub the lamp. Which end? <laughs> it's Surprise a very, it, me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a very, uh, it's a very sensitive lamp, so sort of wherever you rub it, it's going to explode. The tip's always a good... <laughs> well, there's a sort of tawdry option, isn't there? Yes, there is. But yes. I'm not going gonna, I'm not, I'm not to start this gig in the gutter. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, we've already done that, John, so... Oh, yeah, I tried to avoid listening earlier because I didn't want to hear what the secret uh, ingredient was. Good but I, I, did, I did listen for about two seconds, heard you saying, you fuck a beetroot, it makes your dick go red, and then I turned it off. <laughs> So if you just want to wank off the neck, that'd be great. <laughs> Cheers, John. I'm rubbing. Oh, oh. my G. Welcome, John Robbins, to the Dream Restaurant. We've been expecting you for some time. Very exciting. Big jump out of the lamp that time as well. And I love to see someone rub a lamp and then immediately run away. Well, it was more than I expected. Yeah. <laughs> you've, really, you've really pulled out all the stops here. Thank you, John. The yeah. banter beforehand was a little bit stressful on the old knees. <laughs> <laughs> we've not, yeah, we've not done much banter while James has been in the lamp before, so that Oh, was... OK. He's been doing yoga, you know, the guy can squat. You got a bit of lamp cramp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got some lamp cramp, but yeah, it's a bit yeah, damp yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You got some damp lamp cramp. I got some damp lamp cramp, no mistake. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just going to say that when I did print my menu, because you don't often print stuff you've written off anymore, no. I did spend an inordinate amount of time on the fonts. Yeah. <laughs> I went through all of the fonts in Word. Yep. And there's a lot of them. You get a little preview of them. Some of them look nice in bold. Some of them lose a bit of the je ne sais quoi in bold. <laughs> and I felt like, a, would it be a maitre d? Yes. Is that who would type? Because I was yes, learning sir. lots of menu terms as well. Right. What's great about you spending ages on the phone is you are the only person who's going to see that. <laughs> I gave a copy to Benito as well. <laughs> I know what you mean, though. I... I, I type out Word documents for myself, not that I'm going to print, but, like, you know, for work stuff, and only I'm going to see it. Yeah. And the first hour is just going yeah, through yeah. the fonts, <laughs> choosing the font size, basically just on the title, and then I need a break. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you went with Wingdings, and you don't know what your menu is, Yeah, right? no idea. It's always tempting, Wingdings, isn't it? <laughs> I'd say, if I pop my head around a uh, restaurant door and I'm deciding whether I want to go there, if the menu's in Comic Sans, there's no fucking chance I'm eating there. <laughs> Right. That is the worst font for a menu to be in. Discuss. Or anything to be in. To be honest, I don't, I don't trust anything in Comic Sans. No? I no. If I, I saw anything that was, like, Comic Sans, I'm not going in there. Even I... if it was, like, like fire evacuation instructions? <laughs> yeah, especially if it's that. If it says fire evacuation door, it's in Comic Sans. Well, I'll take my chances, thank you very much. <laughs> Some fucking baby's written it. You wouldn't want the sort of bump on the back of a packet of condoms in Comic Sans, <laughs> would you? The bump. 
Absolutely amazing. How often are you reading the bump on the back of a, co- back of a condom, well, John? you know, you like to see what other authors have enjoyed them. <laughs> I want to get a feel for the sort of characters and stuff. Yeah. I'll be with you in a minute, dear. I'm just reading the bump. <laughs> <laughs> so what maitre d' terms did you learn, or are you going to tell us that during the, the course of the meal? Well, do you want me to sort of reveal the, the broad stroke of my menu now? Is that what you say when you're reading the back of the condom? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I love humour. <laughs> I do. It's... <laughs> I'm, I'm on tour at the minute, and you've just reminded me why I do my job. Yeah. Because it ain't what I'm doing. <laughs> you did proper Fred Flintstone legs there. Yabba dabba do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you can reveal the broad strokes if you want to. Um, we don't know what's on there. Yeah. So, like, we, we probably can't dictate when would be a good time to deliver the broad strokes. Would you, do you want the good news or the bad news? Oh, uh, let's go for the good news first, followed by the bad news, yes. The good news is I've really, really thought about it. Great. Yes. I mean, that's not news to us. You printed the fucking thing yeah. out. <laughs> we can see that. This is the first time this has happened. We haven't had... A chat at the top of any of the other podcast episodes we've had about selecting the font. <laughs> <laughs> the bad news is, it's 12 courses. <laughs> a lot of respect here. Some people who aren't clapping who have train times in their heads. <laughs> you can see a few people going, not ideal for me. <laughs> They could rattle through some of those courses. That would help me out. Well, we can do, because it's a taster menu, yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Yes. But, you know what, Robbins? Just take your time, because if anything, I would love to make Damien late home. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, 12 Courses does feel like it goes against the format of the podcast somewhat, John, would you say? Well, do you know what I figured was... It's a dream restaurant, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. This is not a real restaurant. And I was thinking... <laughs> Pretty disrespectful, but go on. Well, <laughs> but it's a... No, what I mean is... No, John, you're right. It's a restaurant of the mind. Yes. Where yeah. anything is possible. Yes. So a- a- I was... Apart from breaking out of the strict course form. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, am I the only one who saw me explode out of a fucking lamp? <laughs> So, I was thinking about, you know, what are my favourite meals from restaurants, what are my favourite meals I cook, and, I, and when I was putting them together, I thought, well, I can just... That's, that's not a dream restaurant, that's a day in London, mm, yeah. and a hundred quid, which I'm not willing to spend. <laughs> and the stuff I like that I cook at home, I can cook at home. Mm-hmm. So what I've gone for is all the things I know I will never be able to taste again. Okay. So it's either quite specific in time, mm-hmm. stuff that I, there's no way I could track down or stuff that I no longer eat. It's that base. So it is literally my dream. If I turned up to my dream restaurant and I could go through a trip through all the, the, the things I know I've had for the last time, yeah. I would get to experience them once again and enjoy those memories. Mm. Now, the way you're saying this and knowing you very well... Tears. I, I suspect some of this menu is going to be very sad. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is one where I'm going to cry. <laughs> At least one, I'm sure. <laughs> well, Should look. have fucking laminated that menu, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
When we did our dream menus, Ed and I, for the 200th episode, yeah. um, we chose multiple courses, more so than usual. But we did that by employing the hacks that past guests had utilised. So we will see as we go along through this what sort of hacks you're employing, if there's stuff that have been you know, allowed in the podcast before, fair enough. And we'll give that the audience aside as we go along as well, because you're here, we've got to utilise you. Uh, if, if we can just allow, I would like a tasting menu, and yeah. that be the explanation. But should we start? Are you ready to start? So we always start, John, with still or sparkling. Water. St- yeah. <laughs> you look then as if you hadn't thought about that, but you've... Well, I thought, what if he's talking about conversation? <laughs> also, that question, we want both answers, please. Uh, I would like sparkling conversation yeah. and still water because I don't trust people who like sparkling water. <laughs> I love just looking around and... A lot of happy people clapping that, but everyone not clapping it. Absolutely like you just said you were a Tory. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, a a Tory would full-on go sparkling. Yeah, they would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sparkling is for Tories. Yeah. Is Is there a worse sensation or feeling in the world of drinking than when you are super, super thirsty, you grab a plastic bottle of water, you down it, it turns out it's sparkling, and you're like, I want to call the police. (laughs) This feels disgusting, it's in no way hydrating, and this is a a very unpleasant sensory experience. Uh, I'd say swallowing a cocktail umbrella umbrella is the... (laughs) That's the only thing I'd put above it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've done it, man. Well, imagine... Imagine swallowing a cocktail umbrella out of a bottle of sparkling water when you're very thirsty on a hot summer's day. No, thank you. I wouldn't like it. No. <laughs> You've convinced me. Sometimes I like sparkling water, but not anymore. I, I also don't trust people who don't like tea and coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And that is only made worse if hot chocolate is their drink of choice. <laughs> which I find genuinely disturbing. There will be some people. This is Bristol, so that yeah. statistically, oh, yeah. there's a lot of people here who just drink hot chocolate. Yeah, that is right. I've met people. You go, do you want a tea or coffee? And they go, yeah, hot chocolate, please. Yeah, absolutely mad. No it's not. It's. it's you, you're allowed that on bonfire night or Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> also, or I looked at Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. <laughs> well, I looked it up. Uh, like a, a Costa hot chocolate with whipped cream is 480 calories. Yeah. Imagine if you're having three of those a day. No one's having three hot There are with... people for whom it is day. their go-to. With Not whipped cream? Yes, marshmallows. Yes. Who do you know who's ever done yeah. that? A day. Well, <laughs> I'm pretty sure star of Beef and Dairy Network and Three Bean Salad, Ben Partridge, is a hot chocolate guy. Just yeah, but he's not waking up in the morning and being like, don't talk to me until I've had my hot chocolate with whipped cream. <laughs> <laughs> I think of Ben Partridge every time I have corn on the cob. <laughs> That's true. Because I, I went round someone's house once and um, Partridge was uh, eating corn on the cob. And someone said, Eating corn on the cob, Ben? And he went, Yes. I just thought to myself today, it's been a while since I've had corn on the cob, so I've had corn on the cob. And they went, Oh, very nice. And I think of that every time I have corn on the cob. <laughs> What a weird conversation to, to have witnessed as well. well yeah. you, firstly, you, you're fucking starting it off weird, walking up to someone eating corn on the cob and going, are you eating corn on the cob? <laughs> yes, I thought the other day I hadn't had corn on the cob for a while, so now I'm eating it. Just like two robots pretending to be human. 
It was his entire meal. <laughs> oh. Genuinely. Well, was just eating corn I, on the cob. I love corn on the cob. It's a very good example of the theory of calorific availability because um, obviously every food you get has the calories on the side, but what that doesn't take into account is how many of those calories you actually absorb and digest. Mm. And as we all know, our old friend corn, not all of it's staying indoors. No. <laughs> so were you to eat an entire meal of corn on the cob, yeah. you'd feel nice and full, but actually you'd be saving a bit cal-wise because mm. you don't digest half of it. Mm. Problems on bread! <laughs> Problems on bread, Johnny Robbins! Problems on bread! <laughs> well... Really scared you there, didn't he? Yeah, John? really, really, really I've scared I've never seen me. him scared before. Yeah. That's the first time I've seen him scared. Yeah. Just quickly, Ian, are you all right after that? <laughs> I tried to give you a little heads up, brother. Just a little, just a little look at you. It's coming, Ian. Well, it's bread. Yeah. And I... Seventy-seven percent of you should be cheering right now. I'd yeah. tell you for why. Yeah. Because I've got a very specific rule whenever I have a curry, which is I never, ever, ever order poppadons. <laughs> Wait for it. <laughs> I never, ever, ever order poppadons. Instead, I order two curries. Okay. <laughs> Also, you never, ever order rice, am I right? Well... You see rice as a con with curries, and you get very passionate about that. Yeah, well, I see carbs as a con in all forms of cuisine. Apart from corn on the cob. Apart from corn on the cob. Um, no, I don't... I will share a rice, share a naan. Con on the cob. That's my golden rule. If you're going for a curry with me, we're sharing a rice, sharing a naan, because I'm not, I'm not filling up on carbs when there is curry mm. at play. Yeah. So I'll have... Either, thank you. I'll either have a starter and two curries or a side and two curries. Mm -hmm. And I won't even finish half a rice or half a naan because I want the prime cuts, those juicy sauces. <laughs> and in lockdown, I taught myself how to make British Indian restaurant curries using a YouTube channel called Al's Kitchen where he tells you how to make the base gravy all the different things and all the different curries. He's a very charming guy. I've had the pleasure of not only meeting Al, um, but cooking a curry in his kitchen. Um, wow, that escalated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's how, long you, how long have you and Al been together now? Me, I've me never and Al, met Adrian. Me and Al have the sort of bond that only a curry master and his student can have. <laughs> But once you learn how to cook an actual curry that you get in a, a, in a curry house, the world of curries... Specifically curries. ...just yeah. opens up. <laughs> because it's like, oh, what's my favourite one? It's just a different set of spices. Oh, it's just a little bit less of this and a bit more of that, so you can have any curry you want. Unfortunately, because my house is very small, when I make the base gravy, which is a whole day's work and it's great fun, the whole place stinks of onions for two weeks. But I've come to accept that, and no one else ever comes into my house, so it's fine. <laughs> There's the sad story. <laughs> Here we go. Sad story number one. If we don't keep a tally, <laughs> it's how sticks of onions for two weeks, but it doesn't matter because no one ever comes to see him. <laughs> Ding! Chalk it up. <laughs> and his friends with somebody watched on YouTube. Uh, somehow that's sad as well. 
Is that the t- is that two sad stories? Or are we going with that as one? I story? think it's one story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of lot of little sad yeah. bits in there. Um, so bread. What kind of bread are you having? Well, <laughs> I want I want to be able to dip it in a bit of olive oil and balsamic vinegar. Great. I want it to be really nice balsamic vinegar. You know, it's thick. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like. Like a supermarket would sell this as a drizzle, but it ain't a drizzle. This is just how thick balsamic vinegar can be. Yeah. yeah. And I actually want the olive oil to be slightly bitter, mm. and I want the balsamic wow. vinegar to be super sweet. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to be mixing those up. Mm. I'm going to be playing with ratios. John. Yeah. I don't think you heard the question. What fucking bread do you want? <laughs> Not. Have you ever had a threesome? I don't have to answer that question. No, 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 no. I already know the answer. I'll be with you in it. <laughs> Wish I didn't. <laughs> well, it'd be another sad story. <laughs> another sad story. The truth is, he nearly had one, but he was reading the bump for too long. <laughs> no. Right, ready to go, le- lady. <laughs> <laughs> you made me laugh so much on heartburn. This early on in the meal. Bread-wise, I just want a really crusty, doughy white bread and, like, focaccia, but not one that makes you feel like you've just sort of eaten a fried breakfast. I don't want it mm-hmm. too oily. Yeah, we yeah. had some banging focaccia today at Sunny Stores. Mm. What a restaurant. Great. What great focaccia. Not too oily. Little bit of, little bit of oil, but really fluffy and warm mm. in the middle. Fantastic mm. What stuff. was it? Yes. that they bought out before the whole meal that we didn't order, that they just bought out. I can't remember the name of it now, but it was like a chick... That. Was that what you were talking about earlier? Say, say the name of it again. Farinata. It was like a chick, chickpea oh. pancake. Oh, lovely. It was absolutely they, delicious. I was seriously thinking about them afterwards and thinking about how they might be on my, my dream menu. Yeah, now, yeah, Because they were good yeah, from good that shit. place. Sorry, John, it's your, it's your time. <laughs> but on the focaccia, I'd like some quite chunky salt crystals on the top and may, maybe a bit of rosemary sort of, you know, in the general vicinity. So you don't necessarily want it on it, you just... I want to know, I want to know they've met. <laughs> but I don't need to know the details of where or what went down. I certainly don't want to be chewing on a rosemary stalk. <laughs> yeah. But I want to be able to say to the bread, have you met Rosemary? <laughs> <laughs> we, could, we could arrange that for yeah, you. Yeah, we could definitely arrange that. I mean, the fact is, I'm not eating any of this bread in the restaurant because I've got 13 You've courses. You've got a lot to of courses here. here. Now, 13, that would no? be absolute madness if I filled up on bread yeah. and didn't get through any of this. Yeah, I'm all right. See, I'm going to ask you Dream Starter now, but I don't know if that's what we're about to be told. Well, I'm happy if you... Because this is your vibe, man. Yeah. <laughs> I've always said it. This restaurant is your guys' vibe. So if you want to veto anything yeah. or get the audience to veto anything, that's fine. But I'm starting with an aperitif. OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah great. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we, yeah. We've allowed that hack before. We've Absolutely. done it. Absolutely. Okay. Plenty yeah. of times. So bear in mind, these are all things that I know I'm never going to taste again. My aperitif is banana antibiotics. <laughs> It is popular. Again, I feel like... I don't want you to feel like I view Bristol as just a f- 
fucking place where all babies live. <laughs> but any date of the tour, that wouldn't have gotten applause. <laughs> but tonight... Banana you used to get it. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Little bottle. Yeah. It would be in the fridge. I would have last had that in like 1988 or 89 or something. I remember the taste vividly. It was like pure industrial banana flavor yeah. in a form so pure. Even if you had like one of those foam bananas, it wouldn't come close. Yeah. And I'm never going to have it again for two reasons. Firstly, it would be absolutely bizarre <laughs> if I went to my GP and said, I'm ill, but I don't like the tablets. Can I have some of that stuff you give kids? Uh, secondly, I'm allergic to uh, amoxicillin, which is what... Oh, mate, I didn't know that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> is that number two? Is that a sad story too? Or... Maybe feel sad for him. Yeah. So I was allergic to amoxicillin. I think the first few times I had it, I was fine. Otherwise, I would not remember enjoying the taste. But um, I, I just haven't had penicillin for, like, eight, forever. Mm -hmm. And you know what it's like when you haven't tasted something forever. <laughs> yeah. But I thought that would be such a flavour of childhood. Do you want it in, like, a shot? Do you want a little shot of it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so that's how you're going to kick off the dream meal? Yeah, I just want it to arrive one shot glass of banana yeah. antibiotics. Yeah. yeah. And also, if I get an infection at any point during the rest of the meal... Yeah. I'm going to be okay. Absolutely. It's weight off your mind. Yeah. Straight yeah. out the door. Do you know what? I think that's a great choice. I think we've all got, you know, some people might be more cowpole leaning in the room and be cowpole kids. But um, I think even the cowpole kids can get on board and recognise that yeah. nostalgic, just wanting to drink the medicine all the time. Yeah. That's great. A shot of that. That would be amazing if you're in the pub and, like, your Larry mate goes, who's having shots? They come back with banana antibiotics. <laughs> Just keeping us all safe, guys. <laughs> Who's allergic to a amoxicillin? Be honest. <laughs> Drink plenty of water. <laughs> so are we moving on to more things in the realms of starters now? Well, so, it's... Is this called starter, this next course? What no, I did it? have to Google quite a lot of phrases. OK. What um, we got now? Flintstones, vitamins. So we go from the aperitif to the hors d'oeuvre. Now, I don't think anyone's employed the hors d'oeuvre hack. I think it's a legit hack, though. But it's a legit thing. Yeah. I think it would be churlish of us. <laughs> James has been doing his word-a-day calendar. <laughs> you learnt hors d'oeuvres, I learnt churlish. <laughs> well, maybe it's good if you veto when I give you the name of the course mm. before revealing the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. Hors d'oeuvres, okay. yes. Yeah. What's your hors d'oeuvre? Um, pickled Scrumian McCoys. <laughs> Jesus. You could blindfold me. <laughs> what guest is in? With John Roberts. Yeah. <laughs> McCoys. <laughs> Very happy to hear McCoys get a shout out, though. Yeah. I don't think I've had pickled what? Well, exactly. <laughs> Here's the rub. Yeah. Pickled Scrumian McCoys were released in 2011... Mm -hmm. to coincide with the Rugby World Cup. It's another sad story looming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw them first at a BP garage. <laughs> and I thought to myself, John, you are dreaming. <laughs> because pickled onion's my favourite flavour of crisp. McCoy's at the time were my favourite style of crisp. I could not yeah. believe it. Yeah. 
I think we've all had those moments and that it is exciting. And usually when a crisp is limited edition, like there's a few out of the minute and it's all various variations on beef. Yeah. Or like Texan barbecue. And you know it's just going to taste of paprika and sugar. Yeah. So I never buy any of that sort of like limited edition stuff. But yes. I thought pickled onion McCoys. Please. Pickled scrumion. Pickled scrumion mm. McCoys. Would be scrum. And I bought three bags and I sat in my car. Oh. And I tasted heaven. <laughs> I then, of course, did what I think we would all do in a similar situation. Bought so many bags that I just felt so sick. I felt like my skin was drying out. Like I was going to have a heart problem. Um, and then they stopped making them at the end of the Rugby World Cup. And I messaged McCoys on Twitter. <laughs> I said, what it, when, when, are they coming, when are they coming back, though? Mm -hmm. And they did one of those sort of slightly annoying sort of messages where they're like, never say never. And I was like, yeah, but, yeah, but when? <laughs> <laughs> to be frank, you're, you're lucky you got a reply, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> When are they coming back, though? Um, Ignore that. Well, it wasn't from McCoy, him or herself. I don't the, know whether it's yeah, Sylvester, yeah. Sylvester or <laughs> DP. Um, is that the jockey? DP McCoy. Racehorse owner. Anthony, Anthony McCoy? Anyway, I don't know who McCoy is, but... It's they, neither of them. It's they, neither of them. They did return for the 2015 World Cup. But as far as I'm aware, they've not returned for subsequent World Cups. So when they returned for the 2015... How did you feel then? A lot of people sent them to me in the post. Yeah. Because I'd gone on so much about them the last time. Uh -huh. I tried them again. They were still the most delicious crisp I've ever tasted in my life. And you just want a bag of them? I don't even want a bag. I'd actually like, because it's an hors d'oeuvre, I would just like a little stack of maybe like five. Yeah, yeah. In, in descending, like, circumference. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. so it looks neat and sort of yeah. like nicely presented. Sure. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, Do you remember what any of the other Rugby World Cup flavours were? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, no. No. No is the answer, no. I was trying to think of rugby puns then, yeah, but I don't, I'm yeah. not much of a rugby chap. All I've got is rugby salted. That's, that's pathetic. <laughs> oh, that's quite nice. <laughs> Absolutely pathetic is the word rugby in there. Rugby like salted. rugby salted. <laughs> rugby salted. They're not doing that one, are they? Salt and vinegar, because you can win? I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely pathetic. Well, it would have to be a flavour they don't already do, so it could be like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Um... I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lasagne rugby. Lasagne rugby? Lasagne rugby. Yeah. Lasagne, is that because Ed was talking about yeah, lasagna earlier? Yeah, because talking about lasagna. And, yeah. you said, <laughs> yeah. and then that's directly led to you saying lasagne rugby. Yeah. But lasagna-flavoured crisps are exactly the sort of crappy limited edition they would do, where it is just like it's sort of cheese and sort of mm. beef and but imagine paprika. This, though, with what you said about the stacking them up, mm. if there was like <gasps> each layer of the lasagna is each yeah. different crisp, and if you lay them up right, so pasta-flavoured crisp, yeah, bolognese flavour, yeah, bechamel, bechamel flavour, maybe like a parmesan-y one. Well, yeah. parmesan crisps would be nice. Yeah. I think they exist. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. I was going to make my millions. And it's a lovely hors d'oeuvre. Mm. That's a lovely hors d'oeuvre, John, and it's a lovely, another lovely memory. 
Yeah, a, a, a short-lived promotional crisp. <laughs> ah, memory. So, so far we've got being ill <laughs> and eating in your car. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? It's, it's a while till I get to food that I eat with other people. <laughs> Do you remember when um, you told us you ate a prawn sandwich at the bin? Yes, I remember when I told you I ate a prawn sandwich out of a bin in confidence. <laughs> made you sick. <laughs> and you were trying to crack the code as to what had made you sick on the group. <laughs> and we all suggested maybe it's that prawn sandwich <laughs> that you told us you ate out of the bin yesterday. <laughs> no, because it was a clean bin and it had only been in there for an hour. I will repeat what I said to you at the time, is I think I might be allergic to onions. <laughs> <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Your next course, John. Well, it's an amuse-bouche. <laughs> Absolutely, you can have an amuse-bouche. Yeah. I mean, I think that traditionally comes as the first thing you eat Before to amuse, the amuse your bouche. I think your, your bouche has been taken through the fucking ringer already, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. You took banana antibiotics and a pickled onion crisp. You're not tasting any of yeah. this menu after that. But <laughs> yeah, your, by all your, means... Your bouche is not laughing. Right. But well, amuse-bouche, yeah, we'll let you have that. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you want to switch around the titles after this, you can. This is the order you have with them in. Okay. And amuse-bouche is definitely, we've done that before. Yes. I've done that before. Yeah. So right, I've so. been, I've, I've made a fool of myself in maitre d' school by putting the amuse-bouche <laughs> third. It yeah. should be first. Yeah, if you came out third and said, here's an amuse-bouche, they would go, well, this restaurant doesn't know its stuff. Yeah. And we uh, thought we could trust them after the medicine and the <laughs> pub... <laughs> The fucking petrol station crisps they gave us. God, there's a lot of rules in my dream, isn't there? <laughs> but it, I like that. Obviously, the dream restaurant can look however you like and it can be transformed for different courses. Would you like the hors d'oeuvre to be served in your car outside a petrol station? Do you know what? Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd like the banana antibiotics to be served in my childhood kitchen. Yes. Great. If that's okay. Would you yeah, like yeah. To, would you I like would to love be a that. child when, when you have it? I think I no. That would be too. That would be very confusing from a sort of, I guess, therapy perspective. <laughs> yeah, I would never stop crying. <laughs> if I, as me now, came back as a child in my childhood kitchen yeah. and tasted something I haven't tasted for 35 years, yeah. 
I would cry all my yeah. tears and probably just dissolve into a paste. Yeah. And then the, the tears were clear and you'd realise that you were suddenly in your car outside a petrol station. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, oh, great, pickle World scrumpion's Cup. back. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be right up. So my amuse-bouche is a stolen Portuguese breakfast buffet roll <laughs> containing cheese, onion, tomato, butter and mustard. And that's to be enjoyed on the 12th hole of a golf course. <laughs> because... Every year... Things just got more depressing. Alex Horn is there. <laughs> no, Alex Horn is there! Yeah, even worse than being on your own. <laughs> oh, that's mean. Um, so every year I go on a, a golf trip to Portugal and one of the most fun bits of the trip is the buffet breakfast. Yeah. I love a buffet breakfast and they have mad stuff and often the translation on the little cards is quite strange. So this year they had, um, it was, oh, pig snout salad. Um, moist bread with garlic <laughs> was one of them. But the best bit about the buffet breakfast and all of the places that have buffets in golf courses have this as signs saying no food can be removed from the buffet. Uh -huh. And that's to stop people making their lunch at breakfast, whacking it in the old pocket, taking it out on the golf course with them. Mm. But we all do it, and we've all got different tactics. And I like to have, I'll have my cooked breakfast, and then I'll have, like, some pastries and some, maybe some fruit and yoghurt, coffee, go back for a second go at the cooked breakfast, and then I'll get my rolls, I'll get my cheese, I'll get a butter, I'll get a couple of napkins, and I just begin to assemble it all on my lap. <laughs> so the least worth it thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? So, like, this gets more depressing, but I like it. So you make the little sandwich, you cut it, you put a fold over a slice of cheese, you put some butter in there, maybe onion and tomato, and then you, I make two. And the rolls are quite small anyway, so they're perfect. You put one in each pocket, wrapped in a napkin. You take it out on the golf course, you put it in the golf bag, and then you sort of grab them after about an hour and a half, whatever. At which point, always, a cart comes round selling exactly the same thing. <laughs> for like three euros <laughs> and I'll be like <laughs> you're not going to get one over on me <laughs> I stole it from the breakfast <laughs> I'm not spending three euros on a nicer, fresher, bigger version of the thing <laughs> that I made under a table and have had in my pocket for two hours <laughs> covered in sun cream and bits of grass and mud <laughs> oh no you won't you know, got to get up pretty early, early in the morning to be old Johnny J <laughs> while everybody else is just buying their nice baguette from the guy yeah. and enjoying it. Um, why do you make it on your lap? So they can't see it. They can't see it. Yeah. <laughs> but what, is there a fucking, like, lifeguard in there watching you? What? You can just make it on the table, fold it up, put it in your pocket, surely? They know what's going on, right? It's like in prison. They know... Yeah. It's exactly like they prison. They know there's contraband, yeah. and they pick their moments. Yeah. They know we're smoking a bit of blow. <laughs> yeah. But as long as you're discreet, they're not going to cause a problem. They'll turn a blind eye. Mm. If you start walking in there, making big sandwiches on the top of the table, not abiding by the lap rule, mm. if you start carrying them out in broad daylight, not hiding them in a napkin in your pocket, 
or in the center of a Bible that's been hollowed out, <laughs> you, you're gonna start to attract attention, Ed. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> Big how sip. long Alex Horn would last in prison. He always t steals a boiled egg. <laughs> Surprising to no one. Yeah. What a disgusting man. A steals a boiled egg and eats that while he's playing golf. Yeah. So that, that's why there's so many eggs in tasks on Taskmaster, right? It's just fucking from his suitcase on the way back from Portugal. Yeah, he'll come back with about 200 eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Next course. Next course. You didn't drop that in on your bread course, that last one. Mm. You could have had that as your bread course. But... A bread course? Well, the bread course earlier when uh, you had the focaccia, but... Fuck yeah. yeah, I should have done that. Yeah, yeah. Well, the next course, uh, you'll be glad to hear, is the starter. <laughs> Lovely. 40 minutes in. Um, oh, Jesus Christ, it actually is. <laughs> Sorry, John, go on. Um, so, the next course, every year for the past sort of six or seven years... I've lived in Edinburgh when I do the festival with George Egg. And Alex Horn brought him back from Portugal. <laughs> you... Race to that, absolute race to it. <laughs> I backed down. <laughs> and uh, people might know George Egg as the anarchist chef or uh, snack hacker on YouTube. He's got a channel where he hacks snacks, yeah. um, stuff you can sort of do in your car, John, which appeals to me. Are all your friends your favourite YouTubers? <laughs> To an extent. <laughs> I do have a YouTube channel with Alex Horn. <laughs> I do. Um, but so he living with him in Edinburgh is just such a treat because A, he's a wonderful guy, but also he's not just a brilliant chef, but he loves cooking and he gets excited about you tasting stuff and he likes presenting it to you. Uh, you know, he's cooked me a six-course meal in Edinburgh before, but what I would like to go for my starter is what we'd always have for breakfast together, which is George Egg's Cuppy Egg on veggie haggis with a craft cheese slice, kismot Mr. Naga sauce, and a mocha pot coffee with evaporated milk. Yeah, sounds very nice. It sounds lovely. It does sound lovely. So I'll I could talk you through it very quickly. Yes. Cuppy egg, you <laughs> butter the bottom of a mug, crack an egg into it, put it in the microwave for about 45 seconds. It makes a perfect poached egg, but buttery. He puts that on the top of vegetarian haggis, which he's sliced into a circle that's been fried. Uh, between those is a craft cheese slice. Uh, and then we went for a curry in Kismot in Edinburgh, and the hot sauce was so nice that we asked if we could take some home with us. So they put it in a little plastic pot, and it was so delicious that you, if you just dip the end of a, like a fork tine into it, and dip a bit of the oil off. It's just wonderful on poached eggs or on um, cheese, like melted cheese. Mm. So we'd have that for breakfast and make a little coffee in... Georgia's got, like, an espresso-sized mocha pot, and you mix it with evaporated milk, and it's just sweet, and it's like a sort of shot of sweet coffee goodness. And that will remind me of wonderful mornings in Edinburgh with my dear friends tasting wonderful food. Yes, please! <laughs> That's lovely, John. And uh, George Egg is a magnificent chef, so I, yes. I, I imagine that tastes very nice. And, and I think a few people in here might try that cuppy egg. Oh, that yeah. sounds like something that... He's, well, the cuppy egg is on his YouTube channel, so you can find out how to make cuppy egg. But also, that, that naga sauce you can buy... If I mention like stuff you can buy, does it fucking ruin it for, for those suppliers because they suddenly have a billion orders? No, you're going to get some for free. Yeah. 
the audience get them for free. No, you no, will, not you, the audience. No, they won't. You but will. You, you will, it will turn up on your doorstep probably before you've even got home tonight. Oh, right. <laughs> well, I don't need any because I've got some. Yeah, well, bad luck. You're going to get some more. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, if you want that delicious chilli sauce, it's called um, Mr. Naga. And it's basically like sort of... Um, chill, it's oil with sort of crushed chilies, but it is fucking delicious. But do use with caution, for Christ's sake. Yeah. It, it, it will bite you on the arse, both literally and in a very horrible way, metaphorically. You've had a few nightmares over the yeah. years, haven't you, with stuff like oh, that? A few close shaves. A few things like that. But I haven't actually shit myself since 2002. Oh. <laughs> Not true? Rem no, it's Not true. Oh, OK, yeah, yeah. but Louise, no need to... I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> <laughs> no need to say just lying, just lying, John, throwing years around <laughs> so confidently. I guess, in a way, does that count as shit in yourself, <laughs> that story? <laughs> I mean, obviously, I'm on the cusp of just describing it. Yeah. I never had that combination again of yeah. neck, neck oil and bang-bang cauliflower I with, mean, with, with, with Frank's extra hot wings sauce. It was a fucking car crash. Just saying that out loud, of course no one should have that. Yeah, I know. Well, I didn't Neck know that. oil, bang, bang, cauliflower, which sounds like a metaphor for shitting yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, I've done a bang, bang, cauliflower in my pants. <laughs> Do you want to quickly run, uh, run through the story? Oh, God, I had... I had uh, neck oil and bang, bang, cauliflower. <laughs> and it was just... I was going through a bad period with my guts anyway. I was drinking quite a... <laughs> it, was, it was drinking quite a lot. The cauliflower and the batter was a fucking mistake. The sauce was just arrogant. <laughs> and I was, in a, I was in a situation where I couldn't fart freely. So I... I don't... For me, that situation has never existed. <laughs> oh, come on, It Ed. was what time in the morning, was it? It was... It would have been, like, 1.32 a.m. 1.30, and you were, at the time, in a relationship and didn't want to fart in front of them. Yeah, Even I think that's, they were as, asleep that's as much as I would like to say yes, about that. Yes, sure, you're a gentleman. Yeah. Yes. Oh, actually, yeah, I was a gentleman. And yeah. what do gentlemen do in that situation? They don't fart in the bed. They don't fart in the bed. They go downstairs, try to fart in some kitchen roll and shit themselves. <laughs> Have, have you not read any etiquette guides? <laughs> My favourite thing about that is I understand going downstairs. I get that, I'll go in another room and I'll fart. But then going, I need some sort of muffler. I thought it would deaden the sound. It actually turned out to be a masterstroke. What's the next course, John? It's a fish course. Yep. Yep. That's, a, that's the existing course on the menu. It exists. It's a trio of... Okay, so... It's, <laughs> so it's, you've actually got a 16-course menu, right? Yeah. Um, so when I was... It was about nearly 20 years ago. Christ alive. I... <laughs> Come on, John, bring it back. Uh, no, <laughs> that's, that's sort of neutral. That's just the sort of the... You know, the... The trick of time. Yes. That's just sort of nostalgia. That's yeah, neither yeah, yeah. sad also, nor happy. Judging by what you said earlier, 20 years ago is when 
the time before you shit yourself as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, Obviously, it would have been around that so time. This is, this is around circa um, that last shit. I, I, I kissed a girl at a festival. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What an, what an odd feeling I'm experiencing right now. <laughs> In a, in a room of 1,800 people, I say I kissed a girl at a festival 20 years ago and hear a solitary man clapping. <laughs> and um, we kept in touch, and I went to visit her in London. I was living in Bristol at the time, and it was just so exciting. I was still, you know, I was very young, and yeah. it was just exciting. Nice, yeah. And her friend had brought back some salmon from Alaska that had been cured in a way I have never heard of or seen before or since. And it had like the texture of jerky. So you could like tear strips of this Alaskan salmon. Mm. And it had only been caught, I don't know, months or so before and then all this curing had happened. And we made sushi out of it. I'd never made sushi before. This was like insane. But the, you could cut it into little matchsticks. It was so hard. And it was just the most delicious flavour. And I remember we were listening to Rolling Stones' greatest hits. And I'm not like a massive Rolling Stones fan, but every time I hear those songs, I think of that Alaskan cured salmon. Yeah. And I know I'll never, ever get to taste that again. But it was also just the excitement of the trip. And I never saw her again after that. She no, moved on to bigger too, and better Too things. nice of a day. Yeah. <laughs> on the sound of things. Yeah, so well, that's okay. It's a lovely memory. The problem is now every time I hear the Rolling Stones, I'm going to think of you eating Alaskan salmon jerky. Well, that's all right. That's all right. It's quite weird, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, but it's nice. But if anyone knows how to make Alaskan salmon jerky, I'm, I would actually like to know how to do that. Yeah. Every time I mention I can't cook rice, I get a hundred people telling me, "Oh, you want to try this method?" And I try it, and it tastes like fucking sludge. I don't want to hear another rice cooking method ever in my life. However, if you've got a method for making Alaskan salmon the texture of jerky, I want to know. I know this guy on YouTube who does it. You, you... <laughs> well, then I'll probably end up marrying him. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised if we discovered that this woman was Zoella. <laughs> Do you know what? I think I'm going to leave it at that for the fish course. I think so. Yeah. I mean, that sounds That's like a nice... The Alaskan salmon, the, the, the sushi that you made? Yeah. No, I just want the salmon. Oh. You just want the salmon okay. jerky. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe a little bit of salmon, a risushi stuff on the side, so I can maybe make one, but I did end up just, like, eating it direct. Okay. But you, well, maybe just have that experience again for your fish course. Mm. Yeah. You with those people, making the sushi, sometimes just eating the salmon as it is, mm. Rolling Stones playing. Yes, please. Yeah. That's nice. What are we talking now? Palate cleanser. <laughs> You, to be fair, you absolutely need that at this point. Yeah, I absolutely respect <laughs> the palate cleanser. Yeah, go on. Because fucking up, your mouth has experienced some wild shit so far. Yeah, yeah, it's been on. The I mean, I've been to the toilet a couple of times in this restaurant. What is the toileting situation in the restaurant? Whatever you want it to it's be. Your dream. Oh, it's your dream. holy shit! Uh, really? Yeah, we could get the kitchen roll out if you like. <laughs> <laughs> Whole roll to yourself, little corner in the restaurant. Yeah, go over. Do some muffled guffs and then shit all over it and then sit down again. Make sushi with those people. <laughs> do you want a Japanese toilet? What's that? Uh, well, where do you start? It's a toilet from Japan. 
Um, God, no. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, it shoots like jets oh, of water no, 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 no. I cannot imagine that being specific enough to my body. What if it gets it wrong? Well, John, I'm, I don't know... We're barely halfway through this menu. We don't have to time to discuss where John's asshole is. I I'd, can't say, I'd say across the globe, 99.9% of people's anuses are in the same place on their body. No, I know that, but... Plus, it's like you can move the jet, right? So if yours is on your fucking back for some reason, you can still... I just feel... It feels odd, all of that. It's over-engineered is the word. Hmm. I would just want a toilet that's not a normal toilet. Yes. But I think... Well, can I tell you something else they do on Japanese toilets? Yeah. There's some toilets that play music to cover up the sound of what you're doing on the toilet. Now I'm interested. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But just the music. Just the music, yeah. Well, why not just a toilet with a jukebox in each cubicle? We can do that. It's your dream restaurant. Yeah. Might get sort of, you'd, want it, you'd want it to be regularly wiped down. Or maybe, no, Alexa. You want Alexa in the toilet? Yeah. Yeah, Alexa, play Metallica loud. <laughs> <laughs> but I would want just, like, I want individual closed cubicles with lids, roofs, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I, I don't like gaps anywhere. I want yeah. to feel like I'm inside yeah. with a nice dark brown wooden seat. Yeah. A few people might have been wondering where that sentence is going. <laughs> a nice yeah. toilet. Soundproofed? Soundproofed. To the, yeah, I mean, it's going to be soundproof because you've got to get through like eight different doors to get there. Right. Gringotts. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. That's what I want the toilet in my house to be like. Yeah, Gringotts. I forgot, I forgot who I was talking to. Of course he wants it to be. As soon as I said it for a laugh, be like, oh, yeah, great. <laughs> Gringotts, please. Okay, we'll give you a Gringotts toilet. I'm, I'm, What's the palate cleanser, John? Because it's oh. 10 to 10, mate. <laughs> 53 minutes in. Do you know what? 53 minutes in and we're cleansing the palate. <laughs> but don't worry, we've spent five minutes on what the toilet's going to look like. Can't believe we spoke to this lot in the first half. <laughs> Could have just done first half of John's menu, interval, second... No-one would have complained. Instead, we asked that prick why he was late for ages. <laughs> I also want um, moist wipes in the toilet. Okay. <laughs> you got it, Captain. Flushable, right. flushable moist wipes. I've, I've, I've already cut three of the things I was going to have because I don't need them. Well, you can, okay, you can just say them. The palate cleanser, yeah. when I was a kid, my... Um... <laughs> what? This They're is... laughing because another story's coming in. It's like... <laughs> Do people They're laughing not because some people have already left to get their trains, John. <laughs> do people not usually tell stories about the stuff? No, they, they do, choose? they do. They yeah, do, they but do. maybe like four or five. Yeah, it's not me. We, we haven't had Euston on yet, but... Go on. Well, um, when I was little, my mum's friend, Auntie Anne and Uncle Bill, who weren't my real auntie and uncle, but they were... <laughs> no details spared, please. Please, and what were their dream menus from beginning to end? But they're, you know, okay. Auntie Anne used to make this creme de menthe ice cream. Oh. And it's good stuff. Yeah, I bet. And I would love, love to taste that again. 
because I've never even heard of anyone making creme de menthe ice cream, but it works. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I love that. From Auntie Anne. Mm. Yeah, yeah, great. Not your real auntie. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, pop that on the menu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can move on to my main. Sure. Is, oh. is there anything in between there? No. There's nothing in between that anyway. No. Go for main course. Main course. Um, so I don't eat meat anymore. I haven't mm-hmm. eaten I've meat twice in the last 10 years, and it was both accidentally, mm-hmm. and it was horrible. But there is meat on my menu. Okay. Um, because... From an animal that doesn't die? <laughs> I don't mind... Someone's not gone for their train yet. Why does that... Someone in the first half wanted magic meat from an animal that doesn't die. Yes. And then we, we thought that sounded worse. I know, the animal can die. Okay. Okay. As long as an animal just has one bad day, I don't mind. Right? That should be, that should be the rule about meat. You can eat meat if the animal has one bad day. If it's had a tortuous, awful life just so it can be served up to you, that's unacceptable. Right. But if it's having a great time, then poof, gone. Yeah. Fine. I suppose that is quite a bad day, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it, it's hard to come back from. I don't know if you've been paying attention to most of your stories, John, but these animals have nicer lives than you do. <laughs> uh, anyway, I would have... Um, so my dad left when I was sick. <laughs> your real dad? <laughs> yeah, real yeah, yeah, dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway... I went to visit him when I was first, when I was about 12. In prison, probably? No. <laughs> and um, he, lives, he lives in uh, Canada and has done ever since I was very young. Um, and I went on my own and um, he took me to Schwartz's Deli in Montreal. Yes. And I had... <laughs> it's an incredible place. It's amazing. It's been there for... Probably a hundred years, yeah, maybe more. Long time. This incredible traditional family-run deli, and it was my first experience of salt beef. My dad says, "You come into Montreal. I got to take you to Schwartz's. You got to taste salt beef." I was like, "What's this?" I went in, and you could get you basically get a salt beef sandwich. You get it lean, medium, or fatty. Mm -hmm. I said lean. They all made fun of me, but it was fun because I was twelve. They're being very sweet. And I tasted salt beef for the first time in a sandwich as thick as my fist. It was literally that big. And it was the best flavour I think I'd encountered. And ever since then, I did this sorry-ass search for salt beef sandwiches in London. And compared to that, they are abysmal and should be ashamed of themselves. And they're that thick. And they've got one sort of centimetre wide slice of salt beef. And I'm thinking, what? It's that big. It's like six inches. It's like you literally have to dismantle the sandwich to eat it. That's yeah. how thick it should be. You get these poxy little things with English mustard, which doesn't work. Anyway, I would have a Schwartz's Deli salt beef yeah. sandwich, right. lean uh, white bread with pickles on the side. Oh, that is great. Preach. That place is amazing. Mm. I've been to Montreal three times. Every single time I've been, first thing I do, get off the plane, straight to Schwartz's. Always a queue outside, yeah. but I march up to the front of the queue and say, hello, I am alone. And you can get straight in. Great. There's always one seat. And I went to the, the one in New York. 
I went to the one in New York, the Harry Met Sally one. Cats's. Yeah, Cats's. Cats's yeah. It's great. It's really nice. It's yeah. on a similar part. It ain't no Schwartz's. Yeah. It's not as good. Yeah, it's not as good. Um, do you want to hear a joke that I thought of while you're saying that, that the audience won't like, but you will? Yeah. Uh, you were saying it was family Mandeli and stuff. You said, oh, my dad said to me, John, I'm going to take you to Schwartz's. I've got to show you. And I was going to say, what a family looks like. <laughs> That's humour. Yeah. No, That's perfect humour. John's yeah. type of stuff. That's but, uh, my stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, that sounds great, John. Uh, what's your next course and what's it called? <laughs> well, I'm sort of skipping ahead now because okay. I'm guessing there's a little bit of business towards the end. Maybe. Maybe. Well, the next one, I think I'm going to... Oh, there's the cheese course, which is just very quick. Yeah, yeah. Cheese course. No, oh, but if no, it's, no. He, he doesn't this mind is good cheese news. course. Yeah. It's good news. A cheese course is good news. That means that the dessert is a proper dessert and we're not skipping it. If anything, I'm pro cheese course. So the... Anna once kissed a girl. <laughs> so the cheese course is very simply the cheese, which is a cheese... It was known as, in my family, known as the cheese. Yeah. And my stepdad, whenever he went down to Somerset, because uh, he loved Somerset, so he'd go down to Somerset quite a lot, work down there, um, he would bring back the cheese, which is a big a wheel of cheddar in black wax from a company. It's the Maryland Farm Mature Cheddar Cheese. And anyone who tasted this cheese said, you've got to sort me out with some of this cheese. Yeah, yeah. This is insane. I, I thought I knew cheddar. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone would say this, right? Every, honestly. Word for word, everyone would ev say Everyone this. would say word for word. I thought get me some I knew cheddar. <laughs> yeah. And then they'd leave it there? They, they'd say, I thought I knew cheddar until I tasted the cheese. So then... Wipe that on a T-shirt? Then when the next time my stepdad went down to Somerset, I'd have to say, oh, can you sort my friend Sam's mum out with some of your cheese? Awful sentence out of context. <laughs> so he'd be like, well, I don't know what it's like, 15 quid for a enormous, yeah. like, four kilos of cheese. Yeah. And he'd say, well, yeah, well, yeah, they can pay me back or whatever, I'll yeah. bring it up. Before you know it, he's bringing back quite a lot of cheese from Somerset into, you know, Avon and yeah. North Somerset. Across the border. Well, yeah, it, it becomes a county lines drug operation. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm not kidding. He would come back with, like, four wheels of this cheese, yeah. one for me, one for my friend Sam, one for my friend Sam's mum, one for, you know, someone else. Fucking Sam can't share one with his mum. What's going on? <laughs> but once you start... Were they, were they a broken home as well? No. <laughs> once you start eating this cheese... Yeah. You just eat a whole wheel of cheese. It's mad. It's mad. And I would go round. I'd go from mine where we'd be eating the cheese. I'd go round to Sam's house. They'd be sat in their kitchen just cutting off slices of cheese, yeah. eating uh, this yeah. cheese. It's so creamy. It's so tangy. Do people not usually talk this long about their choices? They do. No, Joe, what? Joe. I love it. I want to try the cheese. To be fair, you're doing absolutely nothing wrong if this was a studio recorded episode. <laughs> It said on the thing, an hour and a half. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, then, you are in the right. 
And I don't know how I'm getting back to London today. <laughs> Do you want anything with the cheese? A taxi for James. Do you want the full wheel? Do you know what I do? Yeah, you have the full wheel. Yeah, you five know. kilos of cheese. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's great. And we'll all and we get like if there's other people in the restaurant, which I hope they are, otherwise this is a depressing evening for me. Sure. We all get a little knife to sort of just scrape Lovely. off little bits. of Communal cheese. cheese. Yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah. Dessert? Well, we haven't even heard your side dish. I mean, I, I hate to oh, okay. or your drink. I, I, I hate to. <laughs> I hate to uh, draw this out even longer, but um, <laughs> two of the key p- format points. Yes. Uh, that including, like, I think, you know, especially hearing what John Robbins' current uh, dream drink is in 2023, mm. I think if we, if we skip that... Oh, no, we can't skip that. We can't no. skip anything. <laughs> Should we do side dish first? Yeah. Side dish. Side dish. Right, OK. Side dish is going to be from uh, a breakfast buffet in the Bahamas fried salt cod with onions and Auntie May's Bajan hot pepper sauce. That, I that honestly... Great. That sounds great. This, they just, this salt cod, I never had it before. And it's a, like a buffet, so you can scoop it out as much as you want, which was a dangerous. And I, it's just sort of crispy and salty, and it's cod. <laughs> it's got onions in. They put a poached egg on top if you wanted a poached egg. And you'd cover it. I'd never had Bajan hot pepper sauce before. It's insane, mm. man. What's the hot pepper sauce called? It's, I think it's Auntie May's. It's Auntie the... May's. Yeah, it's the one that lo- looks like it comes in like a soda pop bottle, right? Mm. It looks like it comes in like one of those small whiskey bottles. Yeah. It's like a sort of hip flask shape. I've, uh, yeah, I've had it. And just to be clear, that's not your real auntie. <laughs> <laughs> auntie May's. Onions making another appearance? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, be careful, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Messes with your stomach, those do, especially bin onions. So, my side dish, uh, it would be that. The drink is like, I mean, I don't know how to answer this question. It's tough. Yeah. You want to give them some background, those are people who don't know you? Yeah. You just don't drink anymore. I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I've stopped drinking, and I, uh, for two years, did a podcast not a million miles from this format, uh, based around... Well, you ripped us off. <laughs> <laughs> We're all dining out on the Desert Island Discs <laughs> gravy train. Welcome aboard. Um, so we would get people to create a dream pub with all their favourite drinks. And, um, you know, I've spent more time in my life thinking about my dream drink than I have any other thing. Yeah. I, like, would use it to get to sleep at night. I would think about my favourite drinks. And really, like... And I think this is quite normal, people who drink. You're drinking to try and fulfil a dream of what drinking is or what it was, like whether it's to recapture uni days or times when you were younger or times with your pals or drinking at Christmas to try and just sort of bring back that feeling. And you said once, when we were on holiday together, you said... Um, and I wrote it down. He said, you never quite get to where you remember being the last time. And that's such a great way of describing that feeling of, like, chasing the dream drink. And there are a couple of drinks, well, there's a handful of drinks that are monumentally important in my brain. They just stand there like sort of, like, monolithic memories. And that nostalgia is so powerful. But towards the end of my drinking... 
the, the cost of trying to recapture that feeling was so enormous that it stopped becoming about that and I ended up basically drinking to just like disappear, like turn my brain off completely and sort of obliterate myself. So I had to stop and I did. And, and the last year has been like amazing and really transformative, but part of that process is not allowing myself to slip back into those fantasies about alcohol or when they come up use sort of certain tools I've learned to to separate myself again and see that for what it is and be, bring that to awareness because otherwise I sort of fall into uh, a reverie about it and it's mad because I can walk past a pub and see a couple sharing a bottle of wine and think oh god that was what it was like that was so nice I'd love to be able to share that bottle of wine look how that the the glass the, so that's a Sauvignon Blanc you know there's the condensation two minutes past ten mate <laughs> <laughs> but the problem is <laughs> I was told half ten it's not my fault you gotta get a fucking no, I, drink I, I just thought it'd be funny to do that then because what you were saying yeah. was so lovely and beautiful yeah. <laughs> and so so important I was like it'd be really funny if I'm a dick now <laughs> so do carry on so it is good. but it's good like the, the problem with the fantasy is I've never in my life shared a bottle of wine with anyone <laughs> Because I've absolutely fucking hoofed it. <laughs> and left, a, if I have been sharing it with a friend or a partner, left them going, where the fuck did that wine go? So your brain is this thing called euphoric recall, where it basically invents memories that don't even exist right. to try and get you to drink again. However, there are a couple of alcoholic drinks that were I to allow myself to go down that staircase... I, I just can't go there anymore, but mm. they are huge in my head. And one of them would be a drink we shared in New York, that red wine that you bought in the shop, yeah. which is one of my favourite memories. But I can't allow myself for that to be my favourite memory anymore. So I think probably to step out of the past and something a bit more optimistic and a bit more fun and something more present, because, all, all, you know, a lot of these choices are things from years and years ago and that's something I think I'd really enjoy is to have my taster menu in my dream restaurant a trip back through taste and tastes that I'll never be able to experience again just for that one night but um, in Edinburgh this year in quite a full-on month and after quite a sort of tumultuous couple of years for me I totally unexpectedly met someone and She's absolutely amazing. And it was nuts how it happened. And we met the first time we went for a walk up Arthur's seat. And she took uh, like a chili bottle, you know, those chili sort of bottles you just keep water cool. Mm -hmm. Just like a water, fucking water bottle, you thicko. <laughs> But anyway. <laughs> Every added detail is making me so happy. <laughs> James, you know, there's a chilli... You get them in different colours. And, uh... <laughs> Even that person didn't applaud you meeting someone at a festival. <laughs> <laughs> at Edinburgh, met someone there, amazing. Don't forget about me. But, like... Anyway, like all great romances, I got a message on a dodgeball WhatsApp group <laughs> saying, is it... Fucking the dodgeball WhatsApp group now saying, 
is anyone up in Edinburgh looking to do stuff in the morning? And I was like, I'm sober this year. It's my first time doing Edinburgh sober. That is exactly what I want to do. So I messaged her and we went for a walk up Arthur's seat and she had a water bottle <laughs> that she brought coffee in because it keeps stuff warm as well as cold. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. I did. Um, so we walk up Arthur's seat and we're just like talking about our lives and um, never Fucking properly hell, met. Did she get a word? Eh? <laughs> I'm actually a very good listener, Ed. <laughs> I'd Tonight. say the last time you need to be talking about your life is when you're on your way to a fucking high ledge. <laughs> uh, so when we got to the top, she um, had bought a couple of plastic cups and she poured us out some coffee that she'd made and a couple of pastries and we talked and had the coffee, and it was so nice, and walked back down Arthur's seat, and by the time we got to the bottom, I think it was, it was we were quite smitten. And um, it's been... <laughs> it's just been amazing, and uh, I would like to have that uh, water bottle. <laughs> Full of coffee, and the pastries as my drink. Very nice. That's lovely. That's very nice. Very nice. How's the old farting situation with this? Um, with this there's person? a much more light-hearted approach to the whole arena. That's good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that, Jeff. I mean, it's still, you know, I'm still being a gentleman. Yeah. But I think when the time comes... Mm, I wouldn't make an event out of it. <laughs> I need to add you to the WhatsApp group. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be absolutely fine. That was the last thing I was expecting to discuss. But yeah, um, I'm, I'm, sure that'll, I'm sure that'll be fine. I'm not worried about it. That's the thing. I'm not worried. Yeah, I don't good. worry anymore. That's good. Well, I hope, I hope you enjoy every single fart. <laughs> uh, what's your next course, John? Well, it's dessert. I'll just finish on dessert. Okay. And it's uh, dessert I used to have at a coffee shop in Thornbury, which is not far from here. And um, that's where I was brought up. And it's a coffee shop called Heritage. Um, yeah, a few fans in. My mum would go there every Saturday to meet her friends and I'd go down with my mum and they had this cake, which I'm going to enjoy describing to you, James. I'm going to enjoy listening to it, John. Okay, so the cake people describe cakes. is a dome. Great start. Okay. Great start, yep. Bottom layer, white chocolate sponge. Great. Delicious. Layer of what I'm assuming is white chocolate sort of buttercream. Mm, lovely. Next layer, milk chocolate sponge. Ooh. Mr. Cadbury's got involved. <laughs> then we go the sort of white chocolate buttercream again. Okay. And then we go... I don't think it was buttercream. I don't like buttercream, but I think it was some sort of white chocolate. A Top ganache. layer... Let's say a ganache. Yeah. yeah, might be ganache, yeah. Top layer white chocolate uh, sponge. The whole dome is encased in white chocolate. Like okay. thin, very thin white very chocolate. Thin. Okay. And then on top of it are shavings of white chocolate. Okay. Now, this may surprise you, 
I'm not a huge fan of white chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. However, as a kid, this was the highlight of the week. It was called, by the people in the cafe, it was known as Blonde Bombshell. Uh-huh. Uh, white chocolate uh, like gato. They to make sure they knew. This is the people in the cafe that called yeah, it that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not myself and my mother. Yeah. Oh, no, we did as well. But, yes, but, but it wasn't called something else. You and your mum were like, oh, the blonde bombshell. No, no, no. <laughs> Come on, John, we're going to get that blonde bombshell. Oh, yeah, mum. Um, so. <laughs> blonde bombshell. So that would have been like late 80s. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> They're making very rude gestures if you're listening on the podcast. Oh, I love... Shawing. Now, we called it Blom Bombshell based on their lead. We yeah, followed yes, their lead. Yes. Um, and I just always used to have a big slice of that, and I've never seen it before or since, and I'd like to have that in my dream restaurant, and it would go very nicely with that uh, coffee, I think. Oh, yeah, sounds delicious. So is, is the people who cheered Heritage Coffee, is it still going? Do they do the blonde bombshell? No. Oh. no. Okay, there you go. It's, it's changed ownership since then. Yes. Uh, and I once went in when I was a kid and I was playing around with a little... Um, uh, <laughs> you know those perfume dispensers where you actually press a little ball and it goes... Yes. I was playing around with one of them and it fell Why? off and smashed. I don't know. It's a, I shouldn't have even started the anecdote. <laughs> It's smashed through another vase in a sort of continual cut glass, absolute smash-a-thon. With Heritage Cafe, I know they don't do the blonde bombshell anymore. Do they still do the MILF pie? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here we go. John, I'm going to read your menu back to you now, see how you feel about it. You would like still water. Probably on bread, you want crusty, doughy white bread and focaccia with chunky salt crystals and rosemary in the general vicinity. You like to know they've met. Dipped in olive oil and balsamic vinegar, perfect ratios. Aperitif, banana antibiotics in, in your childhood kitchen. Hors d'oeuvre, a stack of pickled scrumion McCoys 2011 in your car. Amuse bouche, stolen Portuguese breakfast buffet roll, cheese, onion, tomato, butter, mustard at the 12th hole. Okay, starter. George Eggs, cuppy egg on veggie haggis, craft cheese slice, kismet, Mr. Naga sauce, mocha, pot, coffee, and evaporated milk. Fish course, cured Alaskan salmon, listen to Rolling Stone's greatest hits with all the people from the festival. Palate cleanser, your auntie Anne's not your real auntie, creme de menthe ice cream. Main course, Schwartz's salt beef sandwich, lean with white bread and pickles. Cheese course, a full wheel of the cheese. <laughs> Side, fried salt cod with onions and auntie May's not your real auntie. Bayesian hot pepper sauce from a Bahamas breakfast buffet. Drink Arthur's seat chilli bottle coffee with oat milk and some pastries. Dessert, the blonde bombshell from Heritage Cafe, 1989. John Robbins, this is your dream menu. <laughs> I mean, that is great, John. Give it up once more for John Robbins. The magnificent John Robbins, everybody. Crystal, thank you so, thank you so much. much you absolutely amazing. Thank you so much Goodbye. for coming to live. Bye-bye. We are fantastic. And of course, listen to Ellis and John uh, on Radio 5 Live. I think going to two podcasts a week soon, uh, wherever you get your pods. Thank you so much again, John. Um, I mean, you know, I was messing around on the episode about 
uh, how long the episode was lasting, but I could have talked to John for another five hours. No, you couldn't. You had to get a train. Yeah, I had to get a train. But yeah. I would have loved to have done it. Yes. I, uh, me and Benito uh, went back to the hotel and I had a charcuterie board. <laughs> yes. Well, you did. And then you sent me a photo of it. And uh, instead of giving you um, olives, they've given you cherries. Yes. And you know what? It worked. Yeah, you were very happy with it. It really worked. They were the cherries that you put in like a old fashioned or a um, or Manhattan. Well, you know, in a co- there was like a cocktail yeah. cherry. And I've since been to the wonderful uh, restaurant Black Axe Mangal, mm-hmm. and they had a duck liver parfait with the cherries that you would put in a whiskey sour, and it was amazing. So, you wow. know, it was accidental, but they've, they've hit on something pretty special. Uh, okay, bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hello, it's Rob Orton here. Now, I've got a podcast called the Rob Orton Daily Podcast. It's a short poem or story or a musing on a particular subject every single day. What if you commissioned Picasso to paint your house and you just painted it white? Would you be annoyed? Wouldn't it be good if you could pour Miracle Grow onto other things, such as pizzas? Have you ever thought about what a beach might be like if it was made from digestive biscuits? Have you ever tried to cry about something you're not thinking about? If you would like to listen to a daily podcast that includes subjects I've mentioned there, then please listen to the Rob Orton Daily Podcast.